Hey guys, and welcome back to the Cinema Slayers podcast. We are doing a very fun episode for you guys today. We are going to be talking about the surprise hit, A Star is Born. And with me on this magical journey is our wrestler, yes sir, Justin. Great Gary Shandling. How is everybody doing out there, guys? When I'm not randomly kicking clowns in the face in the middle of a wrestling ring, I am watching and reviewing my favorite movies. Hey, cinema fans, it's good to be back. Wow. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> wow. Um, and now for the resident Lady Gaga of the podcast, Heather. <laughs> hey, everybody. So glad that you're back and you're listening to us. And we hope you enjoy this one. Now, unfortunately, that is it today. It's just us. Uh, we are going to be talking about, like I said, A Star is Born. We're going to be talking about our likes, our dislikes, and everything in between. Then we're going to give you guys our recommendations and our scores at the end. So we're going to jump right into this. We're going to go with Jastin. Tell us what you liked. Okay. A Star is Born. So, uh, man, where to even begin with this film? I really, really enjoyed this. And not not to say everything, not to be long-winded, um, but just to kind of name a few things that I like and then get everybody else a chance to go here. But, I mean, first off, the, the acting in this film was top-notch. And I got some surprise performances that I just didn't realize um, I was going to get in this film. Bradley Cooper is always amazing. And this was his... Um, directorial debut and Bradley Cooper is he's not a favorite actor of mine but he's very very consistent I know that when Bradley Cooper's in a movie he's not an actor that I have to worry about he always brings something to whatever the script is and when I found out he was directing this I, I was really excited for it and he's great in this film but I have to say Lady Gaga as Allie in this film uh, and her and Bradley Cooper as Jack, that's the principal love interest um, in this film. And man, uh, Lady Gaga just really surprised me in this movie. So many layers to the character. And she was able to emote that with everything that she did on screen. So many great lines um, from the script of this movie. It was very intelligent intelligently written it was well paced and i just had a great time just enjoying them when they were on screen together anytime they had an interaction you you just felt like there was a connection it felt real and that's a testament to bradley cooper and lady gaga being able to act and make for a convincing story on screen sam elliott was also i thought a standout actor in this is bobby and that was Jack's brother or Bradley Cooper's brother in this film. And he was great. I thought some of the scenes with him really hit with me, even though he was a minor character. And every time he was on screen, I thought that his performance still held weight, even though he wasn't a main character. So those were definitely a few of the things that I liked about this film. And just to wrap it all up, I thought that the ending was great. I was invested the whole time. but. When you get to the end of this movie, which I'm sure we'll talk about in more detail later, but man, it for me, it hit with um, an emotional impact, an emotional resonance, and it's really an interesting conversation piece whenever you leave the theater about what happened and 
what it what it basically means and how it can also relate to life. So I, I and those are just a few things that I enjoyed about this film. Now, Justin, I do have to ask you one quick question first before we move to Heather. So you you say Bradley Cooper brings it every time, right? Yes, for the most part. Yes. So is is that statement true about the movie uh, all about Steve? <laughs> oh God, I forgot about that. Hey, everybody has a bad day. Okay, man. Everybody has a bad day. But in the past few years, he's been pretty consistent. You got to give me that. You got to give me that. I mean, that. I'll say this. He is in the one of the more surprising movies I've ever seen that is just on my list of movies that everybody needs to watch. He is fantastic in the little known gym called Midnight Meat Train. Uh, he plays <laughs> the main character in that. Yes. He, is the, he is the main character in that movie, and it is fantastic. I say everybody should watch that, but we won't digress too much now. Heather, what'd you like? I mean, I almost dead on the things that Jason mentioned are the things that I also liked. It's it's really hard to not talk about the acting in this movie just because I feel like that's the, the a huge part of what drives a movie like this. So, um, but, you know, obviously the performances are standout. Lady Gaga just really transformed herself. She's already, in my opinion, a good actress. Um, I mean, I think, you know, she won a Golden Globe for American Horror Story, but... Um, and this, she completely removed any trace of, you know, that powerfulness and that confidence that you always get from her, even in her roles that she does. And this was just a stripped down character who was just clearly insecure and reserved because of what she's been told and what she's experienced. And um, to see Lady Gaga in a complete new element was refreshing and it was really impressive. So she was excellent in this role. Um Bradley Cooper obviously kills it too. Uh, I really liked his vulnerability and his brokenness. And it was just a really beautiful, honest portrayal of um, what a character such as his would actually be like, I would think. And, um, you know, as good as Lady Gaga is in it, I just don't think that it should take away from Bradley Cooper's performance at all because he was phenomenal in this and like as much as i felt for ali's character in a lot of ways i really like his character is the one that really resonated with me and um you know for this to also be his directing debut is really saying a lot um especially because i mean this movie's been done three other times so there was already kind of like that added pressure that added you know people were gonna be like oh not again you know but he it was impressive how well he did at directing this movie. Um, he held his own in that respect. And also, I just think the chemistry between the two of them was excellent. I think that was by far one of the better parts of the movie. I just enjoyed those scenes between them when it was like the more intimate scenes where they're flirting and starting to fall for each other and just getting to know each other and the little details. It worked really well because that's the kind of thing that makes me believe that this relationship is real. You know, that's the kinds of things that make you invested in this relationship between these two people. And they did an amazing job of that in this movie. So, um, you know, I also felt like the um, like the family drama aspect of it, you know, especially between Bradley Cooper's character and his brother. It was just very real and relatable. Um, it felt like they were real people with actual backstories. It didn't feel like just fluff writing. Everything seemed to have a purpose in it um even if it was like the smallest little thing you know background story wise it just really all of it added up 
to make this movie as good as it was. So I think um, that was another thing. And then also just the real depiction of depression that they kind of show and what it can do to you and how it can break you and just make you question your existence and your worth. And it was just powerful because there are so many people that actually deal with that and have had those feelings. And I think they did, um, they mostly did justice to what that would look like. So that was another reason I thought this movie was great. So, um, yeah, those are my big takeaways from it. Now, not to piggyback too much off of both of you guys by commenting on huge flaws in your logic with some of the things you said, like all about Steve and <laughs> with, with, with Heather, <sighs> I'm going to call it the fact that you, you brought up the fact that, you know, Lady Gaga was a good actress and she had won a Golden Globe uh, for American Horror Story and or what? Well, no, it wasn't a Golden Globe. It was an Emmy, right? I don't know. She won. No, it was it was, a, it was a Golden Globe. Yeah. Yeah. So she won that award for that show. And that is what made me lose more respect for the Golden Globes than I ever have before, because <laughs> it was garbage. It, wow. She wasn't really. Damn. She, that was, it was it was a terrible. It, 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 all right. It wasn't a terrible performance. It was just a terrible character to like do that with, because to then say like, oh, Lady Gaga, she really did a great job portraying this character. They wrote. Lady Gaga, like that script was Lady Gaga. If you're a vampire, so it wasn't like it wasn't like she really had to stretch herself to like do that that much. But well, the reason why I brought that up and why you don't necessarily have to completely defend yourself, Heather, is because going into this movie, I was like, well, what the fuck is she really going to do? She's just going to be playing Lady Gaga in this movie. And honestly, to my surprise, and you know, to my uh, to I want to say to my happiness, but that sounds wrong um, to my uh, we'll just keep going with surprise because I keep I have this other phrase I want to say and I just can't fucking remember it. So I'm going to move on. Surprise. Sure. We'll go with that as a, as a pleasant surprise. She wasn't. She wasn't Lady Gaga in this movie. Uh, she was, you know, um, somebody completely different, even though she was kind of going into like being a pop star and being that type of person that Lady Gaga ultimately is, I think she still was never that. She never became Lady Gaga. She was still, uh, what's her name? Allie throughout this whole movie. And uh, to touch base on something else, she said, Heather, with like her chemistry with Bradley Cooper. If you were to just show me like scenes from this movie and just make it look like cell phone video, I would ult- like I would believe that like, oh, no, that's just like two people in love. Um, yeah. Their chemistry together is in a lot of ways was like palpable. Like you really genuinely feel uh, yeah. their chemistry together. And that's what really kind of sets this movie uh, uh, apart from a lot of movies like it is that everything they did, it felt genuine. It felt real. It was incredibly, incredibly interesting um, to even go like uh, a little further into some other aspects of the movie uh, that I liked was a lot of the technical things that this movie did. Um, I don't know. Bradley Cooper's uh, musical uh, abilities. Um, For all I know, he could be a very excellent guitar player. But even if he's not, I liked the fact that when they showed him playing guitar, there were a lot of scenes where they would kind of pull back the camera where you would see all of him um, when he's playing the guitar, especially when it'd be like some intricate things like a guitar solo or something like that. And shots like that make it hard to fake playing an instrument. Um, if you ever watch the great yeah. musical movie, uh, That Thing You Do, a lot of the scenes when they show the full body shots of the people, like playing their instrument and singing and stuff like that, um, 
a lot of that was the more simpler parts of the songs. If they were like a, like a more uh, technical or a little bit harder part of a song, they would focus on one thing. They would either focus on their face or focus just on the instrument. And that was because none of them really knew how to play. They all learned basics of how to play instruments for this movie. So they were even, they've gone on record saying that there were times when they were filming that they're like, oh, I've really got to focus on making the guitar look good because they're going to be focusing on that. And if you had watched them, they'd be like, while they were filming it, they're staring at the guitar the entire time because they know the camera's just on the guitar. So they're solely focused on that to just make it good. Yeah, and I actually did hear that he spent, um, he was saying in some interview that he spent a, a good couple of years like actually learning how to play. And that's and it, and it shows because you get those shots. You get those shots at the concert where, you know, like he's doing a guitar solo and you get to see him perform a guitar solo. And yeah. that makes it feel more real. You know, if every time he did a guitar solo, it was just solely focused on the guitar, that would feel a little hokey after a while, especially as much as they did that in this movie. Yeah. Um, and in addition to that, um, I know that he spent a lot of time altering his voice as well for the vocals and how he sounded because he based a lot of his voice on how Sam Elliott sounds. And, you know, Sam Elliott has that iconic deep mm -hmm. voice. So he kind of um, based this character, that voice, he wanted something similar to Sam Elliott's actual voice. And that line in the film where he's talking to Sam Elliott, or in this case, his brother, and he goes, I took your voice. That was almost kind of his little way. That was uh -huh. like a little homage to Sam Elliott also, because he did for the film. So yeah, it definitely, I think that also just speaks to what he put into his performance, like the vocals, as well as the his instrument play, which that's awesome that he actually was playing. Because I wondered about that, and that answers my question, too. So even even if he was just learning enough guitar to where like the scenes that they show him playing looked right. I mean, they at least did that well enough to where it legitimately looks right. Um and the thing is also, and I think most people will agree with this, if you had to choose voices and it'd be between Bradley Cooper's and Sam Elliott's, Sam Elliott's going to win every time. So it's a very good idea for Bradley Cooper to make his voice match Sam Elliott instead of like right. something the other way around. You want Sam Elliott's yeah. voice. Yeah. You don't cast Sam Elliott without wanting that voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that was incredibly smart of him to like be like, no. And, and that's something that I guess a lot of people wouldn't think about that kind of like shows like things that actors think about that other people wouldn't like, I actually wouldn't have noticed if his, like if he had done a regular Bradley Cooper voice, it wouldn't have thrown me off to be like, really? They're supposed to be brothers. You know, it wouldn't have thrown me off that much, but the fact that Bradley Cooper even thought that that was something that he should think about doing shows yeah. me like what his thought processes are whenever he, you know, comes to a character. Um, also, I do want to give a shout out to Dave Chappelle in this movie. It's a very, yeah. very small part. It's an incredibly yes. tiny part. The trailer makes it look like it's a very important part. And it is important to the story. But it's like that he's going to be like, you know, touring with them or something like he's the guitar player for the band or something, you know, that he's been touring with Bradley Cooper for like 18 years at this point is what they make. The, <laughs> the, that's what they make his character seem like in the trailers. But it's not. It's a very small part. But Dave Chappelle handles this like with that whole adage. There's no small parts type of mentality yeah. his little part of what's his name uh george noodle stone um 
which you never even get into why he has a relationship with Bradley Cooper. They never really go into it that far or, you know, anything like that. But it works because, A, Dave Chappelle is completely dedicated to playing that role and it's great. And the way they portray that, you know, that friendship that they have in the movie is really awesome, too, because it's so believable with how they have it set up and the way the people act in it and the dialogue that's given that you don't need that backstory. The, yeah. the way they come across is they just yeah. come across like they are just like, yeah, they've been friends for 18 years. Yeah, exactly. If you if you told me that, you know, Dave Chappelle and Bradley Cooper grew up together and they were best friends growing up, I'd be like, yeah, shows in the movie wouldn't have surprised me. Like if you also told me if Sam Elliott and Bradley Cooper were actually brothers after watching that movie would not surprise me. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They really have that chemistry. And I mean, I guess that's even more kudos to Bradley Cooper, because ultimately, since he did direct this movie, he's responsible for all that. And he's also the center pin in that relation in all these relationships. His chemistry with Lady Gaga, his chemistry with Sam Elliott, his chemistry with, you know, Dave Chappelle or his chemistry with anybody in this movie all hinges on him. You know, you don't necessarily need chemistry between Lady Gaga and Sam Elliott. They have some, but you don't really need it. You know? Yeah. You need his chemistry with all these people, and he nails it every single time from a directorial and acting point. Uh, Also, another shout out to him is some of the original songs in this movie um, were actually written by Bradley Cooper, too. Like some of the lyrics and stuff. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. And those songs are good. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Some of them. The two main songs are good. We'll we'll get into that that later. Um, Yes. Yes. And my reason is, and it's not a knock necessarily against this movie with my kind of apprehension towards some of these songs. It's my apprehension towards just this type of movie or, or even whenever something like this is done on TV, I always end up kind of having problems with it. Uh, and I'll get into that like later when we do our dislikes. Um, but like overall from just, um, head to toe, I think this is probably one of the more complete movies I've seen this year. Uh, very little, parts of it ended up feeling like weak. Um, and if there was any weaknesses in it, ultimately they were covered up by the strengths of this movie, hands down. Um, it's very much one of those movies yeah. that I feel like if you watch it more and more, you're going to start nitpicking it. But I think if you just kind of let it go, you're it's never going to bother you. It's kind of like uh, The Dark Knight. Um, there are a lot of plot holes in The Dark Knight. A lot of big plot mm-hmm. holes in The Dark Knight. But yeah, you never end are. up really caring about them until like you've watched it for like the 20th time and you're like wait a second i've seen this 20 times now and this still doesn't make sense but the fact that for the most part you still don't even care and it's why you don't notice them on a first viewing or or you might notice them but not care in a first viewing because the rest of the movie does a good enough job of making you not care about its small mistakes and i really do think a star is born is very much uh that type of movie this year um I'm actually going to place this up here uh, a little bit with, and I'm not going too far into it, but this was like an adult version of Paddington bear two for me. Um, and I say that because if you listen to some of our, like our mid-year review podcast and things like that, uh, to me, Paddington was the best movie of the year so far because it is a complete movie. It's, it, it is technically a family or a kid's movie, but anybody can watch that movie and still have a good time with that. And I think when you get into an, uh, a mature version of that, uh, I would say a star, a star is born is that it is a complete movie 
that adults should watch because thematically it would be inappropriate for children to watch this movie. And I would just, but this also kind of brings up something that Sterling, me and you talked about just years ago um, before any of this. But I remember us talking about like movies where the, the, the central crux of the film is like a romance. And we were talking about like romance films, dramas, romance comedies and things like that. And I remember us saying that it's not really about how the film ends per se, but it's always about the journey. Cause like when you go into most of these films, you know, probably how it's going to end, right? Like either the couple's going to wind up together or they're not like normally most of the films like this, it's one or the other. And especially when you're going into a film that's been redone so many times you you kind of walk in with some with, with a lot of expectations of where what's going to wind up happening to the characters but like you said man what a complete film this is and it's that journey that you just get wrapped up in it's the acting that you get invested in and uh, uh, the ride from point a to point b is what this film is really about and it was just so intriguing i just thought i'd add that to uh the complete point you were trying to make it just made me think of that conversation we had years ago to let listeners know the movie that actually spurred that original conversation was the um the romantic comedy starring ryan reynolds definitely maybe um yeah that was yes yes because me and justin at least at the time, I can't speak for Jesse anymore, but at the time, we did both like that movie. I still like that movie. Um, yeah, I did too. That's what we talked about is just the fact that like, you know exactly where that movie's ending. Definitely Maybe is not going to win a single fucking award for an original ending because it's the same fucking ending that you've seen 90 billion fucking times. But that beginning to end was probably one of, was one of the funnest journeys of a movie like that that I had had in a long time. Um, and that's and that's why we had talked about that is because the journey that movie takes, at least for me, was fun. It was original. It was refreshing. Like they hit on some of the the tropes that you get in those movies because you kind of need that. You need that familiarity to kind of give you that reference point for any movie. And like a Star is Born has those. The Star is Born has a lot of those tropes still, but they don't rely on those tropes. They don't have those. It, they don't have the tropes just to give you like, cause they didn't know what else to do. They did those tropes because that's what these movies need to do. Like I said, to give you that reference point, just to keep connecting mm-hmm. those little connection points. And then they expand upon everything else. And like I said, stars born does have those as a lot of tropes, but it still surrounds it with so much uniqueness and so much authenticity that having tropes and having cliches is not a bad thing in this case. I think that it's just really important to stress the just the very realistic way that even the the conversations in this movie were. It's a very it's a good reflection of real life actual conversations that people would have in certain relationships, you know, even the fights and the making up and the all of those things were just very realistic things. You know, even the um uh, one thing that stands out to me just in the there was the scene a little bit more towards the end when um, Ali and Jack are talking at the rehab center. And she's just like, oh, like, I just, you know, I'm just saying this in case you don't want to come back home after you're able to, you know, like all just all that insecurity that she still had about him wanting to be with her. 
you know, and it, even though they had already been together for so long, you know, and they were married and everything and just how, just how realistic it was. And it was just very real to be like, even though I love you and we've been together for so long and whatever, you know, I would understand if you wouldn't want to come back home. And just like those conversations that you don't, you don't see those on screen a whole lot, you know? Um, and I just really appreciated that they did that. And it was very genuine and real. So I just think that it can't be stressed enough how, um, how amazing they did at just those, those types of uh, conversations and relationships in this movie. No, I, I definitely do agree with that. Going back to the comment you said about Lady Gaga as being Lady Gaga. <laughs> um, I do agree with you that, you know, in American Horror Story, she was kind of just herself, like as a vampire. But if you think about it, Lady Gaga is also a character of Stephanie. I can't remember her last name, but you know, like it, she's already Lady Gaga is in herself a character. So I guess you could say that she's a good actress, even as Lady Gaga, because that's a character too. So that's what I was going to say before. Well, I still think it was garbage. So there. I don't have anything real. <laughs> Fair to <enough>. that. <laughs> I don't have anything you know, real to say to that. So I'm just going to, you know, double down and just say no garbage okay i mean it's, it's a completely valid point but no i just i can't give up my my little you know soapbox i already stood on i'm very comfortable on soapboxes so i'm gonna stay there um so got it so we're gonna go with dislikes now um i'll start this off um mentioning what, what or going back to what i did mention earlier about some of the songs and what i have an inherent problem with movies and tv shows that are kind of musically based but not necessarily musicals um, a lot of the songs, especially towards the end of this, where they were like, uh, you know, where Lady Gaga is a star and she's taking off and she's, you know, being a pop star and stuff. Um, those didn't necessarily hit with me. And I am a huge fan of pop music and they didn't necessarily hit with me. Um, and I feel like that's a big problem with a lot of these things. Every time there's like somebody like, oh, this is an original song for this. And like, oh, yeah, it takes everybody by storm. Most of the time, I don't like any of those songs. Uh, Glee is a big example of this. And I want to say the third season, second or third season, one of those seasons when they're going to the state finals or the national finals or one of the two to like get a leg up on the competition. They're like, we're going to write originals and they sing those songs and they win. And when I heard them sing those songs in that show, I was like, this is stupid. They better not fucking win with this garbage. And then they did. And, <laughs> and, and it's, it's, it's just something that always ends up happening in these 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 types of movies and TV shows for me. It's when she was doing those songs, I'm like, they sounded like pop songs, but they didn't sound like even what would be considered a hit pop song. You know, they just even they they sounded even more generic than typical pop songs. And but they were like, oh, this is the number one song in the world for the last nine years. And you're like, no, it wouldn't be at all. Like this probably wouldn't even end up in a commercial. Um, but to go back to what Heather did say earlier, thankfully, those weren't really the songs they truly focus on in this movie. It's just something that they have later in the movie. Um, like the songs that they focus on the most are incredible songs. A lot of the songs involving Bradley Cooper actually did feel like genuine, like what they would be. They could be genuine hit country songs or yep. you know, that type of song. Um they did legitimately feel that way in a lot of ways. Uh, I mean, I did hear the uh, 
what is the the the, the main song from this movie? Uh, Shallow. I was at Discount Tire yesterday, waiting nine billion years to get a tire replaced, and that song came on the radio. Uh, yeah, the song Shallow came on the radio, and that was actually really cool. Um, and it was even on a pop station, which eh, that's neither here nor there. But no, then that is that's a genuinely good song. Uh, there's a couple of the songs that Bradley Cooper sings that were like supposed to be hit songs for him and why he was so famous. And those sounded good. Those sounded like songs that would make somebody famous and make people want to go to concerts and stuff like that. Uh, I genuinely liked a lot of those songs. It was just kind of towards the end. They started feeling a little weak and a little forced. And I and I hate to say this, the, you know, the climax of the show song, like the the end song, like the big moment of everything. Didn't really like that song. Uh, the one that Bradley Cooper supposedly wrote and Lady Gaga's character ends up singing it. I was not really a fan of that song at the end. Uh, it just kind of felt yikes. It felt a little flat for me. Um, tonally, not pitch wise. I mean, Lady Gaga is an amazing, amazing singer. So, you know, she wasn't pitchy or anything. Um, it's just, it didn't feel like the type of song that like stirred a lot of emotion. Yeah. It didn't feel like it culminated this emotional journey all that well. You know, yeah. her performance during that song was very good. Like she was doing a lot of things with the face and getting emotional and stuff like that. And that was good. But the words she was yeah. singing and, you know, things <laughs> like that didn't necessarily sell that for me. And that's, like I said, no fault of hers. I mean, unless she wrote the song, then it's kind of a little of her fault. Um, but just overall, she like that that last song, it just ugh, soured me a little bit. And that's a bad time to sour somebody at the end of a movie. That's the worst <laughs> time to do it. You don't want them to be on your side the whole movie and then make them go, should I have been? Um I will say this, not to spoil what I'm going to say later. I did stay on this movie aside. I did stay on the side of the movie. Ultimately, when you look at it as a whole, it's a, it's a great, fantastic movie. But to be like picky about some of these things, and that's kind of the point of some of this, I, that it almost lost me at the end. Like, you know, I watch this as a double feature with uh, good or bad times at the El Royale. And it, maybe if I had seen this first, Maybe it wouldn't have bothered me as much, but I was like at the end of like a five and a half hour movie bender. And uh, I was like, nope, that wasn't enough. Need to be a little bit more impactful at the end. Um, but like I said, that's not swaying me too much into the negatives or anything. It's just it felt like a really bad time. I think it would have been better just to do the shallow again. That would have been great. Like just her doing a solo version of it would have been fantastic. Um, yeah, just anything but that song really is what I'm saying. She could have done, you know, like, what is that? Bingo. She could have done the song Bingo. <laughs> and it probably would have had a little bit more emotional, you know, relevance to everything. Um, or Old McDonald. Old McDonald would have been great uh, at that time. Very emotional rendition of Old McDonald had a farm. Um, Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just like I said, it's it wasn't my cup of tea. And that that like I said, that was a weird time to 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 take that risk of going with that type of song instead of going back to one of the songs that they knew you had an emotional connection with. I think that would have been the better choice, even if it was a little safer. Uh, I, they, I will give them credit for taking the risk at the end. I just don't think it was worth taking that risk at the end. So Justin, your thoughts. Okay. And just to quickly comment on what you said, I do agree especially about the pop songs, I didn't feel that those landed as well as some of the more um, intimate um, country songs that they sang. And I was going to put, and as you were talking, I was thinking, well, I wonder if maybe some of that was by design 
per se because the the because within the story the character or Allie was doing that and that wasn't and that wasn't really her it was supposed to be like maybe she was kind of going with management advice and kind of changing herself so that she could be better in the industry. And I know that that was kind of the point that Bradley Cooper's character was making to her at a certain point in the story is that you're doing all these things and that music is not that great. And this is not really you, you know, this is not really who you are. So I want, so I'm almost wondering if maybe some of that is by design, like maybe those songs, not as much was put into them because it, it needed to feel as if that wasn't really her her passion, her genre, her that wasn't re- truly utilizing Ali's talent. So, and I'm and I'm not saying that is the case. I'm just throwing that out there. You know, it kind of makes you wonder wonder if that was done on purpose. But to go back to the dislikes, um, and actually, my dislikes do kind of have to do with that. Um, to, to the part where we got to Ali as transitioning and changing to a pop star. I just, um, and really this is a nitpick because I really thought long and hard about what I didn't like about this film. And I, I, to be honest, th- this was tough. Like I was sitting there going, man, what do I not like? What do I not like? What do I not like? And I was looking for something. I was trying to think, well, was there some inconsistent pacing that I didn't like? And man, I just have the toughest time coming up with an answer. But here's one thing, one little nitpick. When she did make that transition where she was singing the country music and then she went to the pop music, I don't know. I just feel like that transition maybe would have been more difficult. I I just it just seemed like she was like, oh, okay, I'll just sing pop now. It just kind of felt like she was her manager said, you should do this. And she went, okay. And then it was just kind of like, okay, now she's an awesome pop star too. And I felt like maybe we needed a scene or maybe we needed maybe a struggle in there. I don't know. I just feel like making that transition, it just seems like it might be difficult. I don't know. I'm not a, it's not like I'm a pop singer, but I would imagine that's probably tough to make that transition especially from two almost completely different genres of music and i know sometimes they merge and they're like pop country artists and stuff so of course they can merge but i don't know just making that transition it just seemed like maybe that would have been tougher and we didn't delve into that it was just like she just was an awesome pop singer so that might be like the one thing man and i'm really reaching here because i really that's not like it was an unforgivable sin or anything or it, I don't and I don't even know if they had given it more scenes if it would have added to it but I just thought that transition was a little fast and as I was feeling that like going mm, man I don't know would she have been able to just adjust that quickly and then the songs also I like I said I agree with Sterling I don't think that those pop songs quite landed with me as well as some of the other songs did. But yeah, those would be my two nitpicks, definitely. Well, see, to me, and I guess why I didn't feel like that so much in that, is to me that kind of felt like it was that transition suffered just a little bit for the sake of runtime. I feel like there was one scene. Yeah, yeah. They edited one scene just to get it down to around two and a half hours, you know, just to make it a normal (laughs) 
like slightly longish runtime because two and a half hours is typical for a long movie. You know, yes, there are longer movies out there that do hit that two forty five three hour runtime, but two and a half hours is typically your peak movie runtime that people will accept for and consider it a long movie. Um, and I think that there was like one scene that they may be lost because of that. And and I do get what you're saying, because it was like a little bit of a harsh transition to where she was doing some country songs, country songs, you know, and then all of a sudden she was doing something about some guy's ass looking good. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the most blowback you got was her talking about whether or not she should dye her hair a different color. You got those ones uh, like yeah. that blowback, but you didn't get the blowback about that. And it could be that. It was supposed to be that her character ultimately always wanted to do that. Like, but she was just a good songwriter. She could write anything, but when she wanted to perform, it was to be something like that. And maybe that scene is what was missing. Like maybe there was a scene in the Mm -hmm. beginning when she's talking about like, Oh, I can write any song. Like I can write, you know, a country song. I can write this song. I can write that song, but like ultimately like pops what I want to do. So maybe that scene is what was lost in the beginning or something, you know, maybe like if that's, yeah yeah you know but i definitely do get what you're saying because that transition does feel a little rough on that part like heather what do you think yeah i mean it's funny too because literally the problems i have are the same ones you guys both mentioned i will say though with the the adding that extra scene that you just talked about um i do think that it would probably benefit for something like that i do think also though that um the way that they handled um their relationship aspect of that was tastefully done too, where, um, you know, he sees obviously that she's just becoming this person that she's not and not the person that he loves and knows. And he just very lovingly takes her to the side and just says like, Hey, listen, like be you don't be what these people want you to be, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was just, yeah. so it was just that obvious, like, yeah, everybody sees that, you know, or the audience at least sees like, yeah, she's kind of, becoming a different person and it's addressed for the audience's sake, you know, during that, um, that interaction between the two of them and his obvious, you know, um, being angry at her afterwards when he sees her perform and being like, what was that? (laughs) What was that song? What was that performance? That was garbage basically. (laughs) And you, you see his anger about it just because he knows that she's so much more than that. And the fact that, you know, she's not making any apologies for it, though. She's like, yeah, that's my song. What what are you going to do? Like, it's a popular song. It's a hit song. And it's made me famous. So what's the problem with it? So you could just kind of see her shift in um, just how she's thinking about it. But you're right. It's not addressed very much other than those two specific scenes where they kind of do that. It's not really ever addressed beyond that, like the transition and... um just her personality um, shift is more addressed than the shift of like, oh, okay, it's going to be hard to go into this type of music after you've done this, you know? So, um, but yeah, I do agree. I think um, I was actually going to say pretty much the same things. It just felt like, I guess just the way in general that Allie becomes famous, you know, and then you see her like she's opening up for, you know, Jack and his band and closing shows and all of that. It just doesn't quite seem like it was as realistic of how how that stardom would have happened. And I just don't imagine that even even if, you know, he was trying to do a good thing for her and be like, I want people to hear your voice. I feel like, you know, management or, you know, 
the audience even would have been more like, we came to hear you. This isn't even country. What are you doing? What is this? Like, <laughs> I don't think his fans would have really been as happy with her just being like, you know what? She's going to close out the show for us. <laughs> you know, it just felt like there, it would have just been different in the real world, probably. Um, but you know what I mean? But it's, it's a small thing that it didn't really take away from the story or anything like that. It was just kind of like, you know, I felt like that was just obviously, you know, dramatized and, you know, made more um, fantasy-like for the sake of the audience. You know what I mean? Yes. And I'm glad that you said that. You kind of explained the the scene in more detail with Jack approaching her and saying, hey, this is not you. What was that? What was that song? And, and yeah, like we we totally got what we needed to get. And it still served a purpose of showing us Allie's change or how Allie was changing and how he noticed that and he saw yeah. that she was changing for the worse. So yes, definitely that is the significance of it. So um and yeah, it really is a nitpick because like you said, you explained it perfectly. Like the scene it, it we got to where we needed to get with the characters and it was and the characterization was more important than I guess showing her have a transition or anything like yeah. that. So yeah, I totally get that. And like Sterling is saying, if there was a scene missing or if there was something, I'm pretty sure just knowing Bradley, uh, I mean, and just knowing what he put into this film and all the, the, and the process that he put into the film, I'm quite sure Sterling is right. I bet there was a scene or something that probably could have tied those loose ends together. And I bet, it was cut. I bet it was cut to get to that runtime. And if that was something that they had to cut, that transition, that's almost like a flaw. I would rather have that flaw than 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 to not have had that conversation with her and Bradley, or to not yes. have shown how that it was, was a changing. Beautiful her. Moment. So yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I totally agree with you there. And I do think also Sterling kind of hit it right on when he talked about that last song. That is exactly how I felt. I was like, ah, this song is just kind of meh. It didn't really make me feel anything, which, you know, considering the movie, you would, you just want the song to be more genuine than that. And I also do think that it's interesting that, like, obviously that song kind of, like, I don't remember all the lyrics of it, but it felt like a goodbye song, really. So I guess in my mind, I'm wondering, is she not concerned about him at this point being like, why are you writing something like this? <laughs> like, are you okay? Is something going on? Like, I just feel like that kind of, it just felt so different than, you know, everything going on between them at the time that that maybe should have been like a clue in of like, you're writing stuff like this. So maybe there's something deeper happening. But um, I do think that doing either shallow at the end of it, just because that's the first song that sort of got them together and that they wrote together, that would have been more sentimental in that moment at the end, or even doing that song, um, the, um, Maybe it's time to change song. The one that Bradley Cooper was, it was supposed to be his big song. That also would have been sentimental because that's like his famous song, you know, and she's doing a tribute to him with that song. And also that song, I think, just has a lot more meaning to what the whole movie was than that last song. So um, I do agree. I think that that was not the right song choice to do at the end of that. And um, because honestly, that maybe it's time song that might be, I mean, 
Shallow's really good too, but maybe it's time. Like the lyrics of that song, those are solid lyrics. And I loved that song actually. So I just think that that was one of the more meaningful songs of the whole movie and right behind Shallow. And so I just think those definitely would have been better choices than the, the love ballad thing that they did at the end of that, which just didn't really seem to fit with any of the other songs or the importance and didn't really drive home the, um, I guess, the, the surreal things that happened right before that song. I feel like if that song had been a duet, like it was like they had planned in the movie. I actually think it might have sold a little better because they were yeah. talking about singing that song together and stuff. And if they had done that, I think like a version of that song that was that I think would have hit home a little better. But yeah, like you said, like by itself, it just no. And you know, it's Justin, you know, it's 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 a big deal if emotionally me and Heather felt the same about a song because yeah we are opposite in all emotions so yeah that's for sure (laughs) yeah i'm like man and i'm and i'm sitting here going man i didn't wow i I guess i just enjoyed that more than you guys did but the more i think about it it wasn't so much the song itself i guess it was just everything that was happening she was like you said her facials she was really putting a lot of emotion in it. The editing back and forth of showing him sing it and then her yeah. singing it, that just, that resonated with me. I felt that. And I think maybe, but but when I think about it, I'm trying to remember, do I remember any parts of that song? Do I remember any like cool transitions or anything like that or from the song and it's true i don't remember anything from that song so maybe it I wasn't even so remember much the lyrics. yeah <laughs> i don't remember the lyrics either so maybe you guys have a point it wasn't and i'm like man I, but i enjoyed that but it, but perhaps it was not the song i enjoyed it was the scene i enjoyed and the music yeah. it almost didn't matter because the 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 powerful imagery i was seeing almost kind of engulfs that scene and 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 so the song almost it almost didn't matter as much to me i guess because everything i was seeing was just so powerful at that moment but yes but but looking back yes i can't even remember a lyric um i don't even remember what the song is called so maybe you guys (laughs) got a point you know (laughs) and i think I mean, if you think about it, too, I feel like say they had, you know, done that song together. I mean, just the, you know, he would have wanted it stripped back and just very, you know, more intimate than than it was. And I just feel like, you know, it just wasn't it it just wasn't as honoring of their love story as I feel like it should have been, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Totally get that. Totally get where y'all are coming from with that. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and I can see that, Justin, like. When I'm when I'm saying like it almost lost me on the end, it was it had nothing to do with the way it was shot, because like you said, interconnecting that scene with other scenes and things like that was an amazing way of doing that. Um, It's just but when you listen to the song, I was like, the song didn't fit what was going on. That was my problem. Is the song getting yeah. what yeah. was happening? Yeah, and yeah, that yeah. was very jarring for me. Like even even having her like you know doing shallow and then 
struggling through the lyrics that he would have been singing, like just barely able to sing them because she's so broken up over it because it's what he should have been singing. Something like that would have just hit more home with the situation of what happened. Oh, you know they, what I mean? If they had done that, I probably would have cried. If they right? had done that, I might have cried because that would have been <laughs> That's a big epic. deal. Right? Well, you know how nowadays, like whenever um, a musician, uh, well, well, not everybody does it, but you know, sometimes when they do those uh, um, musician rest in peace tributes or just uh, any kind of tribute to a musician, you know how sometimes they will project that person on the screen yeah. and that person will sing with the person who's there live doing the tribute or it'll be a guitar. Like I went to a Metallica concert and one of their old band members, he, it, it was him doing the guitar solo. But at the same time, the, the new band member was on stage doing the guitar solo and it was just such an epic That's moment. Awesome. So I don't, so I don't know. Like maybe if it was something like that, where like he's on the screen and like you said, they're singing that shallow movie together and maybe like she's listening to him off that projection and then she just starts breaking down. But then she finishes the song and there's all this emotion and stuff. I don't know. Maybe maybe something like that, because, you know, that happens all the time. They do these little video projections or I think wasn't there like a Michael Jackson hologram one time? And he was dancing with one oh, yeah, of the performers on stage. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They do a lot of different things like that. So I don't know. Maybe that approach. I don't know. Just a thought. Yeah. I mean, I even would have preferred like a not even an introduction for her, really. Like, well, she's like, oh, thanks for coming. This is a song that, you know, I wrote or that my husband wrote. And I even just not even saying anything and just going straight into her like on a guitar, sitting down, singing the song. And like that would have just, I felt like been more in tune and the right tone for what just happened. But I don't know. That's just me. No, I get that. It's just, yeah, with that setup and just everything like that, it just, it jarred me a little bit. It did. Um, is there anything else anybody wants to bring up before we move on to the last part with their scores and recommendations and everything? Yes. One more thing. I also think it's interesting how, you know, the, throughout the whole movie, she kept talking about how. Like, oh, everyone's always told me they don't like the way I look. They made it seem like she was this hideous creature. <laughs> like, she looks normal and she's pretty. And it just was weird that they made that like the huge thing of, you know, and they definitely had to like, they put makeup on her to make her it's quote unquote less attractive than, you know, what she even normally looks like without makeup. But even still, she was not bad looking. So I just think it's funny that that was like a huge part of that. Okay. That does remind me of something else with this that I, I am going to throw into my dislikes. All right. That scene, whenever he's like Allie and she turns around, he's like, I just wanted to look at you again. And she like, she's so smitten by that. Even with her being quote unquote, like planed down for, you know, everybody. Come on. She was beautiful. You can't tell me that people weren't looking at her twice anyway. <laughs> Come on. Right. Come on. Yeah. She still looked great. People were looking at her, yeah. her multiple times. That could not be the first time some guy was like, hey, I just want to look at you again because that had to have happened all the time. That's that was a little far fetched. Right. Ultimately, it works out because of how genuine their love story felt in the end. Like, that's why I think that that becomes a little bit more forgiven is because it does feel so yeah. genuine as it goes. But at the moment, you're kind of like, what? You look good. You know, you look good. Everybody knows you look good. He's not the first guy just going, hey, I want to look at you again. Come on. <laughs> yeah, for sure. 
I don't know. I was cool with that. I thought maybe it just spoke to her insecurities and but 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 also correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. doesn't doesn't Lady Gaga have a story like that? Didn't she get a lot of flack yes. about her nose when she first started her career or something. So maybe they were trying to just add a little bit of her story in there. In in high school, she was voted uh, least likely to do anything interesting or something like that. Oh wow. My. Bunch of suckers. It was like some obscure word that you're like, oh, that was Lady Gaga. Everybody that voted for her feels stupid. It was something like that. I actually thought that that was more of a nod to Barbara Streisand being in the the oh, third version yeah. of that. Yes, because I that, was thinking that, that too. Yeah, that is something that has obviously been you know a knock against Barbara Streisand, not necessarily justified. I mean, she is an incredibly beautiful and talented person. It's just, but you know, that was something she did have to overcome in her in in her career was you know her nose, and I thought that that was like a nod to her. Because they were, that was yeah. the last okay. version of that movie. Okay. So. See, I don't know why that triggered, but I could have sworn I was watching an interview with Gaga or something. And she said that she had difficult, uh, and I, I just, I, I hope I'm not making this up. I might have to look this up afterwards, but I, I could have sworn she told the story about how somebody said she didn't have a face. That could work. She couldn't be a star because of her face. And the nose had something to do with it. I, I don't know. I'm, I hope I'm not making that up. But I could have sworn there's a Gaga story about that. But There's something like that. Um, and it's even to the point where some people actually, I think, were misunderstanding this movie and thought that it was like the Lady Gaga story. <laughs> I actually yes, had that, somebody that, that was like, yes. wait, is this a story about how she became famous? And I was like, uh, no, it's definitely not. But, you know, I so it's something that something like that, I think, was similar. And that's why people maybe thought it was actually about Lady Gaga and not this remake, you know. So um, I see your confusion with that. I don't know the actual story. But it also would make sense, like, if that is something that actually happened in her life, why she was able to channel that and make this amazing performance in this movie. So, yeah, and I, and I do get what you're saying, because, like I said, that's one thing I had heard around when people were they were doing press for this movie was, like I said, she got some weird award in high school. You know, like I said, it was like least interesting or less likely to succeed or something like that. Kind of like how Janis Joplin won uh, Ugliest Guy or something like that in high school. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. That's wow. harsh. Really? Janet, Jeez. She either won ugliest guy or like most handsome guy, but they were really kind of slapping Janis Joplin in the face for that. Um, oh, boy. Yeah. But no, yeah. Lady Gaga won some weird award and I can't find it, but I remember seeing an article about it where it was and they were showing high school pictures of her and stuff like that. And it's just because she was like a weird kid. She was just kind of eccentric and that's not a big stretch of imagination considering what she has done sometimes with Lady Gaga. She's, you know, just got a very active imagination and, you know, very creative. And a lot of people, especially in high school, they, that comes across as weird. And yeah, she's some, she won some weird award like that. There was very much a backhanded fucking thing. And yeah. And like Heather said, she is pretty much shoving millions and millions of dollars in everybody else's faces. Just saying, ha fuck you. Right. Um, anything else? Oh, and just one last thing I wanted to bring up. So, spoilers, if you haven't seen this movie, um, then, and you don't want to be spoiled, then don't 
Well, really, you've you've already messed up, but <laughs> we've spoiled quite a bit of it. But just to talk about the ending a little bit, because I was seeing this sort of these sort of chats emerge with um, receptions, and I'm and I'm always trying to read like um, not only critic reviews, but I read fan reviews and stuff like that. And so, just to have a conversation about the end of this movie, because of course, uh, Bradley Cooper's character in this. Um, Jack does commit suicide at the end of this movie. And so I've just been looking at, and then of course we know kind of what happens at the end. And at the end of the movie, I feel like it's no secret that she, um, even though she is sad and she had despaired and everything like that, and she's grieving, she does become more of herself. We see her, she doesn't have the hair color change anymore. And it's obvious that she is going to um, heed some of his words and some of his concerns. And she is going to uh, be the star that she was meant to be, or at least that's what I interpret it from the ending. But what I've been seeing is that there's been all these interpretations about the ending and there are some people saying that is the movie trying to imply that the suicide would that suicide can be a good thing depending on the situation. There were people who were blaming the um, Lady Gaga's manager, saying that it was the manager's fault that Bradley Cooper, that Bradley Cooper's character Jack, did this to himself. In the end, it was the the manager was a catalyst for it. So I saw a lot of manager hate and i'm let, let me let me who's the character oh my gosh what's his name who played him uh, i think he definitely triggered something yeah i think he definitely yeah. triggered it for sure he was kind of like the last straw as to what he was already feeling okay cool and, and so i heard a lot of that and then i heard a lot of things about suicide the, how suicide they were that many people interpreted as well i don't think suicide's ever a good thing or a significant thing so there's this narrative out there about that and then of course you had your other people going no it wasn't about that it was about um other aspects of the film it wasn't really about saying that his suicide was a good thing but it was just trying to show the realism of depression and the fact that people don't win that battle so i guess i just wanted to spend a little time just talking about interpretations of the ending what did you feel what did you get from this how did you feel at the end of the movie and do any of your sentiments mirror some of the stuff i've been hearing online all right i'll go then um, oh that was a long pause i thought something happened no, no. <laughs> i was like what oh I no thought, did i lose him okay i thought heather was gonna go yeah and i thought he was gonna go so go so, ahead yeah um no i like with me at the ending um, I do think the catalyst for everything was what the manager said. Um, but I think with with that part in the movie, it wasn't so much like he thought, I guess it was a lot of what the manager said. I think he thought that he had done a lot of damage to her career and that if there was any shot of anything, it was you know going to be that would be to get her out because I don't think that he thought that anything he could do could actually push her away to then save herself because she was already in the middle of uh, essentially lying to him, you know, to be with him. And so I think that she, you know, he thought that like knowing that, that it wasn't going to, you know, he wasn't going to be able to just like convince her or anything like that. And I think with a lot of the demons he had already shown throughout the movie, I think that the way they portrayed it is that that's just what he thought was the only way 
to essentially save her from him. And that's the at least what I took from it, that he thought that that was the only way to save her. I don't think he really cared about saving himself in that situation. Like, I think he'd shown that throughout the movie, but I don't think he cared about saving himself in that particular situation. I think to him, his motivation was just to save her from him, if that makes any sense. From, mm-hmm. What and that's pretty much the the way I felt about it. It was just interesting this narrative of of their the the movie is trying to say that suicide is or or can be a good thing. In this film, it was a good thing because he was because some people felt it, by doing that he did save her from him. So I just you know just was wondering if um. You got if you had mirrored that. But yeah, I totally agree. That was pretty much how where I landed on it. Well, I don't necessarily think that they portrayed it as a good thing. I think that they portrayed it as the only way he thought he could do that. Like to him, the only avenue he had left or like at least that he thought. I'm sure if you asked Lady Gaga's character, there would have been other things to do or something like that. And, you know, I just think that and I don't think in any way, shape or form it was trying to condone something like that. I just think. It showed how essentially how one track minded somebody in that situation can get. And that that is a realistic thing with what happens in that situation, that they get one track minded and they just don't see the alternatives, even though they might exist. Yes. Yes. Totally agree. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And I think, um, same with me. I didn't at all take it to be something where they glorified suicide in any sort of way it actually was for me probably the one one of the most powerful portrayals of how incredibly sad it is when you do that and how sad and how how much it impacts the people in your life that you care about it actually i think did a great job of showing like man this was not the way to do it you know because look i mean look at look at the outcome of it you know and for him i mean you're right i think he thought you know me not being in the picture is the best decision and the best outcome. And you could just see that because of their love for each other in this movie, they both wanted to sacrifice something for the other. Um, and they just, you know, but it was two completely different things. She was, she so desperately loved him and wanted to be with him and him to be better that she's like, you know what? Like, Music is secondary to this. And he felt like he was holding her back, you know, so he sacrificed being with her and being in her life because he wanted so much more for her. And he felt like he was in the way of that. And it was just this, you know, beautifully sad picture of, you know, just how um, they just they wanted to sacrifice something so, so important to the other because of how much they loved each other. And um so if for me, I, I felt like it was a very, um, very real and heartbreaking picture of what suicide actually does. I don't think it out, at all glorified it. I think it made it more surreal and jarring to see that happen. I just remember in the theater just how dead silent the crowd fell in that scene when you know that, you know, Bradley Cooper's character had just killed himself, you know, and it was just this overwhelming silence of like, oh my gosh, you know? And um, I mean, you just see how broken and how, how much shame he has. And you could see that in those scenes when he was in rehab and when he was coming out of rehab and just how much shame he had for what he had done in his life. And I, 
I love that they didn't make this about like, oh, I'm depressed just because my career is, you know, dwindling away and yours is, you know, becoming amazing. It was not about that. They didn't make that about, they didn't make that what it was about. They made it about like, I don't want you to lose yourself in this. And I feel like it's my fault if you do. That's kind of what the tone of it seemed more like to me, which is much more that resonates, I think, with a lot more people. So, um, I, the way they did the ending and the fact that they didn't have to do this gratuitous, like showing him actually killing himself to have that impactful moment of knowing what was happening, you know, and I, I appreciated that they kind of did it, you know, in that way where they, in a sense, left something to the imagination of what actually happened, but it didn't take away from um, the impact of what that had on the story and on the film. So I think it was beautifully done in a sad way, if that makes sense. Um, and yeah. I just, I, I really, I appreciated how they did it. Um, and yeah, I just, and even the, you know, you could just see if you go back through the movie and see scenes where you can tell he's, you think it's because he's getting better. So he's doing all of these things. Like when he, you know, admits to his brother, like, Hey, you're the one that I looked up to and all these things where he's reconciling with these people. And when he just breaks down apologizing to Allie for, you know, how embarrassed he was for what he did to her. And, you know, you think it's a step of like, oh, he's getting better and this is great. But then you realize, oh, it's because he's about to leave these people behind. And so he wanted to say that to them before he left them behind, you know, so it's mm -hmm. tragic. Yeah. But it's also really, it was really beautiful to see those moments that he had with them. And honestly, that scene where he tells his brother that that's one he looked up to, that actually, that killed me like that was so that was super moving i think yeah. you know when you just see like this this pride in the in this man who just doesn't want to admit this or just their strained relationship they already had and for him to just admit that and and just to see what that did to his brother too and how that really got him that was a beautiful moment so i just yes. think this is full yes. of really impactful emotional beautiful moments and they did it tastefully. They did it in the right way. They did it. Um, the timing of how they did them was well done. Um, so I, I think that it was, yeah, I, I don't think at all that it glorified it. I think that they did it in a way where they showed like, listen, this, <laughs> this is how, you know, suicide affects those that you leave behind. And this is what it can do to them. And even if you think it's helping them, like just, it, I don't, I don't think it glorified like, oh, good. She's going to, She's going to be an amazing star now because he let her go and do her own thing by sacrificing his life. I didn't get that at all from the movie. And I'm glad <laughs> that I didn't because that would have taken away what that movie was if I had felt that. So I think that they did it in the right way. Yes. Okay, great. And I'm glad that you guys both um, said that and elaborated on that because I felt pretty much the exact same way. Um, and I think that that's the 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 real message as you said and it's not it's just about how su something like that can impact you and stuff like that but i think it's also about how you can still also when you're recollecting yourself when you're trying to pick up the pieces and something devastating like that happens to you you have to remember you you, you have to try to remember and pull from the good things about that person what that person taught yeah. you the experiences that you had and how that person truly impacted the person you are now 
And I think that there's more of a positive message there about what happens when you go through something like this or have a family member that goes through this rather than it trying to glorify suicide or anything like that. So, yeah, I just wanted to quickly speak on that um, because I just thought that was definitely something worth saying that we didn't get that interpretation. And I definitely don't think that's what the film was trying to say. So. Right. Yeah. No, I do agree with that. All right. So now, guys, we are going to you know, give you our final scores and our recommendations on this movie. So, Heather's score recommendation. Um, yes. Yeah, score is going to be um, 90 embarrassing Grammy moments out of 100. <laughs> so I give it a 90 percent. And I I do recommend this movie just because I, I honestly recommend it to um pretty much anyone i mean music lovers because it has good music and it talks about or you just see the struggles of what it is to be a musician and trying to follow your dreams um it's a great movie that you know depicts depression in a um realistic way you know it's a great love story there's just a lot of great um elements to this movie that almost anybody's gonna like i mean if you don't like sad movies then obviously you're going to probably want to pass on this because it is definitely sad. <laughs> but in any other way, I definitely would recommend this movie. Justin? Yes, I'm going to give this 92 fathers that claim they can sing like Frank Sinatra out of 100. So, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, the father and uh, Lady Gaga's father in this movie was pretty funny. That's kind of a reference from him. But um, yes, I, I definitely mirror some of the words that Heather said. I highly recommend this movie. This, this movie is easily one of the best films of the year. I think I'm I'm at a point to where I can say that. This really impressed me. I was intrigued from beginning to end. And in the end, I really think it had a powerful message that really resonated with me. And this is definitely worth seeing. If you're just um, wanting to see a good movie, if you're just wanting to see something with a little more um, emotional weight, this is definitely something that isn't that may not, it, it doesn't end happily in a traditional way. But I, although I do think, you know, you can or you can interpret some happy things from it. It doesn't it's not really like a movie that's meant to end in such a happy way. So if that's not your cup of tea, as Heather was saying, then maybe not. May, maybe uh, maybe skip this one. But man, it, but, but if you're a fan of Bradley Cooper, if you if you kind of dig Lady Gaga, you like her music and things like that. And you're just wondering what um, journeys she took or how she approached this character. If you got any curiosity about Bradley Cooper and his and his abilities and his skill and this being his directorial debut. So if you're kind of movie geeky like us and any of that interests you, then you definitely got to see this. And and really, just for the general audience, if you want to see something that honestly it was great. From beginning to end, something that has a breakout star performance, something that people are talking about, and some songs that really are catchy and really do resonate, then definitely, definitely go see this film. All right. I will give this 90 Bradley Cooper guitar solos out of 100. Um, I do think it was very good. Uh, 
right now, this would be the second best movie I've seen this year. Paddington 2 still has the the lead on that. But this is a very, very, very close second. Um, it is a genuinely uh, a heartfelt movie. And if you want to see like a masterclass on to see like what acting chemistry should mean, uh, just mm-hmm. look at Bradley's Cooper's character with pretty much anybody he interacts with on the screen. And yeah. you're a director mm-hmm. yeah. and you want to know how that should look. Uh, look at Bradley Cooper's directing on those types of scenes because... You know, that was his thing. So I think all in all, this is an incredibly solid movie. And it is one of the more complete movies you could possibly see this year in any way, shape or form. And I, I'm going to say that everybody should try giving this a chance uh, without any disclaimers, because you really should. You owe it to yourself to give it a chance. You might not end up liking it because of, you know, what it delves into and things like that. But you should definitely still give it a chance. Other than that, guys, we do thank you for listening. Please check out our website, www.cinemaslayers.com. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, which is cinema underscore slayers. Check us out on Instagram, uh, anywhere social medias, you know, reach out to us. Let us know what you think. Uh, give us reviews on iTunes or any of the podcasting platforms that you do listen to. Uh, you know, try hitting that subscribe button to our podcast. You know, if you want to keep hearing what we are recording every week and check out the Threadless store. We do have... Uh, a link to that on our website and Facebook and everything. And also check us out on SoundCloud, which is where this podcast is hosted. If you don't want to listen to it on any of the other numerous podcasting places uh, that you can, um, we do have a couple of things going on on Facebook, like some contests and stuff like that. I won't go into all the details on that, but one of them, you can win some sweet merch. Uh, the other one is you're kind of helping us pick a, a interesting topic for um, a bad movie to do a podcast on. So you can just kind of hear us thrash on a bad movie for an hour and a half or so, which are always fun for me. I love doing that. That's my favorite. Prefer doing that over these ones where we all like the movie. That's all boring. Um, (laughs) Other than that, guys, uh, thank you for listening and we'll catch you guys next week.